Robert Affalter here. Welcome to the show. Today I want to talk about real estate investing. <laughs> I was working on my real estate book this afternoon and made me think about that for a podcast today. What I wanted to do is change the title of the book. The title wasn't truly descriptive of what it's about or what the whole idea was. And I got the idea for a title called Leverage, how a $6,000 home investment became over a hundred thousand dollars and that's actually what happened to me in my first home I knew nothing about real estate and my wife really wanted to buy a house and I was convinced that buying a house wasn't a good investment and I actually talked to um, somebody when I was in my MBA about it and somebody who was uh, actually my manager at IBM and agreed with me. And of course, as it turns out, we were all wrong. <laughs> so that's, that's my experience in real estate. What actually happened was my wife wanted to buy a house. So in 1994, we bought a house, bought our first home. And as I said, I knew nothing about real estate. But by 2002, we'd been making our payments and sometimes due to what was going on in my life, my payment history had been a struggle at times. And uh, anyway, we'd made our payments and still owned a house. And I got into real estate. I completed the coursework online to become a real estate agent. And I was simply amazed at how ignorant I was of real estate. And in fact, I was so amazed that I thought, well, I wanted to create a course or a book, write a book, to tell others what I just discovered. And what I figured was, I knew some people had figured it out. I'd met people who had figured it out. Some of my friends had figured it out. And they were making money in real estate. But I figured if I didn't know it, there's probably a lot of other people that didn't know it either. So what I did was I wrote a book. And in it, I just simplified what I learned in the real estate course. And then what I also did was I systematized the process of analyzing a home to determine whether you can make money at it or not. And it's a little bit like doing a flip, only you don't have to do a flip. Now a flip is when you buy a home, you improve it, and then you sell it for a profit. And that's what we mean when we were talking about doing a flip. But what I did was we just bought a home and we improved on it, and then we sold it. And we sold it because we wanted to sell a house and move into a different house. And We've done that now just a couple of times, but each time we make money. And compare that to, for example, my neighbor who just sold his home for less than what he owed on it. Now, is that just luck or can you actually do something and improve your odds? And if you think about life as being the system where you're just trying to improve your odds of winning, <laughs> which it's basically what life's all about. Um, then our education system, whatever it is, that, whatever program, whatever education program you put into your brain, when you play that program, what you're trying to do is improve your odds. Improve your odds for success. So what we did with my real estate book is I looked at real estate as an investment, systematized it, and said, okay, how do we look at a house as an investment? What do we do? What can we do to this house to make it worth more money? 
and then will we sell it or will we rent it out or what are we going to do with it? Or are we just going to live in it? That's been my wife and I have had the approach. We're just going to live in it. And then if we decide to, we can sell it and move into a different house. So you don't have to be an apartment owner or a developer or some big outfit in order to be a real estate investor. If you buy your personal real estate, your personal residence, you are a real estate investor. The question is, how good are you at it? <laughs> so if you buy a house and you do things to it which are going to make it more valuable to others, not just to you, but to others, you're going to be able to sell that house for more money than you paid for it. And if you look at the business side of it properly, you also want to sell it for more than you paid for it, plus what you paid for the improvements. And that's where the challenge can be. Back when I got into real estate, we were taught that, or at least I, I've read somewhere, that oftentimes real estate improvement, you'll only get a certain percentage of what it costs you to improve it. For example, if you spent $30,000 on a kitchen, maybe you'd only get 80% of that back. In other words, it really didn't improve the value of your real estate that much. But what you have to do is actually look at it systematically and do the comparisons. And to properly do the comparisons, you probably are going to need a real estate agent to help you. And one of the things I talk about in the book is putting your team together. And your team's going to be somebody that's got money, like a banker. <laughs> and you might even need several of these people. We, my son, Ben's a general contractor. Right now he's working on a flip. And he's also looking at what else is going to be in the pipeline. So right now he's considering a property, vacant land, where he can build a home. But what we're looking at is how can we put this stuff together? And, of course, we're using either banks or hard money. Hard money is where you've got a little bit more latitude than going with a bank. But basically what hard money is looking at is, well, what's the value of the project you're working on? And rather the credit worthiness of the borrower, what they're really looking at is just the property. Is the property going to be worth investing in? So you become your partner. And they're kind of an expensive partner. But if you're really able to make money at it, then it's just an expense that you have to take so that you can make money. And that's what business is about. You're looking for expenses that you can cover and make even more money because you did it. So that's the hard money. And you, you need somebody like that if you're going to be flipping houses or doing something when you're going to turn things over. In other words, you can't use hard money if you're going to live in the house. They're looking for something where they're going to get their money back right away. So you also need a different kind of lender if you're just going to live in your house. And of course, that's where banks and mortgage brokers and others come in. And they're a lot more plentiful. So part of your team is your banker. Part of your team is your real estate agent. And if you're going to use a real estate agent to help you find properties and evaluate properties, make sure you use them when you go to buy or sell. That's how they get paid. So unless you're you're actually going to pay your real estate agent to give you a list 
or to do some kind of evaluation for you, remember that the only time they get paid is when you buy or sell something. That's somebody that <laughs> she couldn't make decisions about real estate. So she'd look at a lot of properties, but she never bought anything. And then she couldn't understand why her realtor wouldn't return her call anymore. Well, you're just a time waste. You're a time suck if you're not really going to buy something. If you're just looking at stuff all the time, you're really not going to buy anything. You're just a time suck. Or if you use your realtor and you look at a whole bunch of properties and you kind of get a lay of the land and then you go make an offer and don't use your realtor, trying to save the commission, your realtor never got paid. There's no fair exchange there. So really think about how you're using your, your team. Now, another part of your team, if you're going to be fixing your house, will be a general contractor, either a general contractor or handyman, handywoman kind of thing, kind of person, who can do a good job of doing the repairs for you. And some of this you might be able to do on your own. I've done some on my own, but I'll tell you, it sure looks a lot better. I've been in houses where obviously the people did the work themselves and it really wasn't worth that much more because of sloppy work. And like I just was saying, I've done it myself and it didn't look nearly as good as when my son does it or you hire some other professional to do it. So find somebody for your team that can help improve your properties and can give you an estimate of what it's going to cost before you make your offer. That way you can make your offer, make sure you know you're going to have enough money to actually make the improvements. And with the right real estate agent, you might actually have some of the improvements included in your offer. That was really popular a couple decades ago. <laughs> when real estate made the crash, it became a little more difficult to do. So you'll just have to talk with your agent and see what can be included in the price and what you'll have to find out finance outside the, outside the deal. But the other thing to realize is that there's such a thing as rehab loans. For instance, the house my son bought, he bought with a rehab loan. So he put in, I think it was 320000 something like that, into the house. And that was the initial purchase price. And then he put in another, I don't remember, hundred or 200000 into it to get it fixed up the way he wanted it. And, of course, it paid off for him. I think the last appraisal he had on it was $1.2 So in 10 years, he's added 500000 to his, maybe, well, more than that, maybe close to 700000 to his net worth because he made that type of an investment. So think about that as you're working along here, thinking about how you're going to get ahead in life, that your house is probably your best real estate investment. And one of the few ways, in fact, the only way I'm aware of where you can control $100,000 for just an interest payment of right now, if you can get interest at 4%, a lot of people can get interest under 4% for a home. If you got an interest rate of 4%, that means for $4,000, you're controlling $100,000. So if that $100,000 can go up by, let's say, 8%, that's $8,000 in a year. And if you only spent $4,000 to get $8,000, you're, you know, do the math. 
making $4,000. And you do that over a few years and you're doing pretty well. And 10% on a home over an average of a 10 year, it's, I've heard that homes on average double in price over 10 years. And I found that to be approximately true. So think about that when you're investing. Consider your home, consider your personal residence. You'll find, as I mentioned in the book, as I talk about in the book, you know more about real estate than probably any other investment going. And yet people will try to do cryptocurrency and they'll try to play the stock market and bonds and do all these things that they know nothing about rather than just investing in their home and improving it and actually having a nice place to live at the same time. All right, something for you to think about. This is Robert Affalter signing off. Thanks for listening.